Hello everybody and welcome back to the Central Stand uh, podcast and unfortunately it is the final episode of the year and the final episode of us being in TY and that is heartbreaking but don't worry we will be continuing this on next year just with new members but they won't be as good as us of course uh, of course uh, but first we've got to go to the junior final I mean we've got a very very victorious week and a very interesting episode and we've got lots of big wins to talk about but as I said earlier we're going to go to the junior final and going to go to Elias who has the report uh, yeah so following on from the brilliant win by the first year footballers which will be coming up later on in the podcast uh, the junior footballers were hoping to match them and bring home a Connacht title. They travelled up to Ballyhonnes, which is the usual spot, so they were well used to winning up there. Uh, so with the rain pelting down, both teams were delighted to be using the wonderful Connacht GA Airdome for the final time this year. So it only took 15 seconds for the first white flag of the day, and it was raised after Liam Nocton drove at the heart of the opposition's defence to slot the ball over the bar to give RCC a great start. Further points for the Kilbride pairing of Joshua McCormack and Ryan Dowling kept the scoreboard ticking away for RCC. The next few minutes played a major part in the game. First, a black card for CCM Spittle was produced after a late challenge on Connor Harris. As the clock ticked into the 20th minute, both sides' hunger and passion for the win boiled over. This resulted in the red card for the CCM midfielder and a black card for RCC's Keane Mulligan. As the tension built, the lads in Primrose and Blue needed to get in at half-time ahead. Ryan Dowling was on hand to kick a couple of crucial scores to ensure RCC led 9 points to 5 at the interval. Wow, well that's good. Now winning at half-time is always a fabulous good, you know. And I hope they start off the second half as well. Did they, Elliot? They did, but not as good as the first half. As the ball was thrown in for the second half... The opposition came out of the blocks very strong. They kicked some brilliant scores to reduce the gap to only a couple of points. But Ryan Dowling and Dylan Tracy continued to add to RCC's lead. The tie then completely turned in the opposition's favour. They kicked four points in a row to then lead RCC with only a minute left. The RCC lads kept hammering at the defence and building attack after attack. Patience really was a virtue. It looked like they would run, just run out of time. This was until Ryan Dowling reduced the gap to one point with 20 seconds left on the clock. After some great pressing on the kickout, Connor Harris miraculously drove the ball off the black spot to force the game into extra time. 16 points apiece read the scoreboard at the end of normal time. After what was an incredible game in 60 minutes, extra time was sure to be even better. What drama. CCM Spittle dominated the first half. They kicked a point to put themselves ahead in extra time. This was cancelled out by a fine point from Keane Mulligan. CCM Spittle got three crucial points to push their lead out to three points. The halftime whistle blew with the opposition winning by three. RCC knew they had a mountain to climb. The final 10 minutes began with a bang. Ryan Dowling raced through on goal before an incredible move of Keane Mulligan meant the ball found the opposition's net to spark celebrations on the sideline. Although the game was not over yet, RCC needed a score to win the game. They kept the pressure on the CCM Spittle defence and their hard work finally paid off. 
A brilliant turnoff from Jack Hayes meant there was a chance for Ryan Dowling to win the game. He danced around the defence and slotted the ball over the bar to win the game for Roscommon Community College. Absolutely incredible from the Kilbride man, scoring his ninth point of the game, in addition to his goal. CCM Spittle had the final say in the game. They had a free, but goalkeeper Sean Allen watched the ball sail wide of his right post, much to the delight of the RCC supporters. The referee blew his full-time whistle, resulting in delight for players and management. A huge congratulations to the team and management on a brilliant Connacht final victory. This was well-deserved after the immense effort produced by all involved over the course of the year. Well, that certainly sounded like it went right down to the wire. And I have to go, Grace, Chloe, you're also at the game. And yes. I heard there's a little bit of tension. Talk to me about that. Oh, the tensions took a physical turn, Heather. I'm oh. telling you now, only after 20 minutes into the game, things took a turn and it really set the tone for the game. Yeah, you know, we could just tell from the start that both teams just really just wanted this game and it just took the physical turn. Oh no, that's never great to hear. But back onto the football pitch, back with the football in hand. Who was your star player? Who was your player of the game? So mine now was Connor Harris. He just really stepped up to the mark just to score the leveller of the game for to make sure we got into extra time. Oh yeah. And Connor Harris, as brilliant as he was, I feel Ryan Dowling really just took the game in his stride um on Monday when he scored one nine. And to win the game for RCC in the final few minutes was just brilliant and uh, they should be very proud of themselves. Well, thank you very much and well done to the junior footballers for winning. So now me and Heather are joined with Azidro, who is the captain of the junior boys team. And can you tell us a bit about your last game? I know it was a great win. Uh, yeah, it's good to be here, but uh, it was a big game, you know, a long campaign from uh, the Connor competition all year and then it ended on a high note with the win there on the final. Oh yeah, we're, we caught a few of the games and the team were absolutely brilliant. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about the final. How did you go? Did it go right down to the wire? I heard it was an extra time victory. Uh, it did, yeah. It was a really tight game, you know, only a couple of points in it. And then, you know, Connor Harris really kept us in at the end. He got a, maybe in the last 30 seconds, kept us in it with a score. Then it went to extra time where we managed to pull off the win. Wow, what, what a game as well. We were lucky to watch it. And, I mean, you were one of the players that stood out along with, like, Ryan Dallin throughout the whole campaign. But, again, so post-COVID, this is kind of the first time we've got to really play in the last two years. And it's a testament that the team did so well. And how did it feel to captain the team on this momentous day? Uh, it was great. You know, it's, it was really sad that Tommy couldn't be there with us. But uh, it was great because the lads are a great bunch. It's good to lead them out there on the pitch. Definitely, yeah. Um, so where were you playing on uh, the day? I was playing fullback. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you normally play that position? Yeah. Um, so obviously a big congratulations to Mr Timmons as well, who is your coach. How do you think um, he took the win? Uh, he, he, was, he was really happy after that, but uh, Mr Timmons and Mr Martin, the both of them done great this year, you know, from September right up until now. Yeah, sure, Definitely. of course. Yeah, they're brilliant coaches. Yeah. And of course, they have a brilliant team behind them or else you wouldn't have won. So exactly. Yeah. Thank you very Thank you. much, Cedro.
Nice. So me and Evan have the pleasure of covering the first years throughout the year. It was very, very enjoyable. And we saw some a great, a very high standard of football. And it really all resulted in this final. So even tell us about their Connacht final. Um, yeah, so history was made when our first year footballers won on Friday with their school. They were the first team in a long time to win the Connacht title. So well done to them, definitely. A long campaign of the fifth match, with, which began in a cold, biting February, RCC were the quickest with the settling of stunning uh, cross Malina with two goals in the first minute. In a move to direct from their training ground, Roy Connolly won the first throw-in, who kicked past it to Mark Shalley, who sent a long kick to Cormac Nocton at a full forward. Once he turned on his marker, there was only one thing on his mind, and he blasted the ball into the net. Straight from the kick-out, Daniel Hanmore fielded exchanged passes with Ben Feely, who was then tying up with, with Cormac to palm into the net. Cross Malina were at the sixes and the sevens as RCC took control in midfield with Luke Shalley, Mark Shalley and Diego. 15 minutes had last before Carlos Lamina got their first score a goal. Um, as, first time, as, as the first half approached, RCC looked and they already had settled in a tie with Shawnee Fallon, Rory Connolly and Nocton, again adding up the points to the scoreboard half time 3.05 to 1.02. If Cross Lamina supporters were expecting a fight back on the resumption of the first of the second half, sorry, they were to be disappointed. It was RCC who had started like the teams that were behind Cormac Nocton added in another point to his tally, as did Ben Feely, Mark Shelley, Daniel Hanmore. Cross Lamina pulled down as they got up the other score, which resulted in a penalty. Cross Lamina had a brief period of dominance, taking more than four points. However, at the end of the third quarter approach, they began to get more desperate as they shot up the, the score goals. Fortunately, RCC goalkeeper Nathan Flynn, to the top form, he had produced two excellent saves in that period, which finally broke to cross Malina's sprint and their heads began to drop. Sensing this, the RCC management made some tactical substitutions in effort to defend their considerable lead with Ben Kilroe, um, boys like Owen O'Brien, Liam Connolly, Connor Byrne and Adam Leonard. So the foundation for this win was based on the fine defence performance from the goalkeeper Nathan Flynn to defenders Aaron Connolly, William Staunton, Ryan Hoare, David Glancy, Pierce Fannin and Keane Hayes. Liz Namone had no answer to the midfield partnership with Luke Shalley and Ryan Connolly who dominated from the first throw-in had ensured a superb forwards like Cormac Nocton and Mark Shalley um, who had plenty of possession. Well, it sounds like uh, on this occasion, there are a lot of great, great performances. Unlucky to cross Malina, but they really, I, you know, they tried very hard. But who was your player of the game? The man of the um, match? So there was many uh, performances um, befitting man of the match award, but I have to say Cormac Nocton, um, I would have to give it to him. You know, he ended with a professional tally of two goals to five points from full forward. So he is definitely the deserving winner. What is two goals and five points? That is unreal for the young player. And he'll be a great force. He's going to be well marked now next season. Uh, thank you very much and well done to the first years. Right, so me and Evan have the pleasure of bringing you an interview from one of the RCC star men, Rory Connolly, a key member of the first year team. And first, before we get started, we'd just like to congratulate you on winning the final. It's a great achievement. But so tell us a little bit, so what position do you play? Oh, the midfield on the day. 
Oh wow, midfield a lot of running there. And how do you think the team did overall? Uh, very good, like, like they scored a lot. Uh, Actually, that's the most important thing, getting the scores. And in the end, was it a close game or? No, it wasn't. No, we, oh. all, it was, uh, we were surprised to win it by, much, by that much. Oh, so you ran away with it? Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. oh, that's really, really good. And so, apart from yourself, obviously, was there any kind of standout players or anyone? Um, there was like there was a good few. There was a lot that played very well on the day. Uh, like Mark Shelley and like Conor Knox and Pierce Fan, all of them. Benfield, like Luke Shelley, they all played very well. Oh, I bet watching it, they were they did unreal. And just before we go, of course, we need to thank Mr. Timmins. Did he give you any words of advice before the game or anything? Moment of inspiration. Uh, so like just like he's like it was it would be the first team to win in history. So I suppose like he really wanted to win. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, Grace, you are at the under fourteen girls blitz. Uh, I sure is great fun getting to see the ladies on their last run out of the year. Of course, before they go to the Dome in Ballyhonnis on Thursday, which will be very very exciting. But tell us about this blitz. It was brilliant. So our under fourteen footballers completed their season when they took part in the recent Roscommon Leitrim PPS blitz in Carrick and Shannon. We were in a group of five and in our first match we took on Carrick and Shannon, beating them comprehensively and performing extremely well with fantastic scores from Alana Campbell. Our second match was against Drum Shambo. Maeve Carley, between the posts, pulled off some outstanding saves to keep us in the game when Drum Shambo were on top. But all credit to our ladies, particularly an excellent defensive display from Julia, Grace Dowling and Megan Feeney allowed Ke- Keely Kelly to score the winning point in injury time. Two wins from two. Strokes now were very strong and despite a courageous performance, we were well beaten. We needed to win our final game against Abby Boyle. Leah Flynn and Mia Gately battled hard in midfield, while Shannon Gavin, Sarah Stevens, Lisa Morris, Ellen Egan and Ellen Hennehan kept the scoreboard ticking over. We were winning into injury time until Boyle goals to knock us out of the tournament. After two hours of football, our ladies were very unlucky not to make the latter stages. Our ladies must be complimented for their excellence of their performance and their dedication to training since last September. Well done, ladies. Much thanks also to their coaches, Miss Fleming, Miss Shields and Miss Gibbons for all their hard work organising matches and planning training. Because, of course, without the coaches, there would be no teams. That's it, exactly, Heather. And, you know, the under-14s, first year, a lot of them, it's they're only in first year and they're only just going to get better and hopefully they'll reach a semi-final. Yes, so there's a lot of potential that awaits these young girls. I agree, a lot of potential. And, you know, they're go- definitely going to get to kind of fulfil that potential throughout the years in the school. You know, a lot of them still have five, six more years. That's Thanks exactly. very much, Grace. No Fascinating way. read. Or, well, listen, because, of course, this is a podcast. Um, Hello, I am joined here with Heather and I, and also Miss Shields, the coach of the athletics team in our school. So yesterday we had a competition in Athlone, so can you just tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so yesterday we were at the South Connacht at AIT, the Athlone Institute, uh, the track up there. Um, we had a great day out, there was 11 students competing, and every single, every single one of them done very well. Um, they had great performances. And um, what kind of competitions were on that day? So it was track and field. So there was, we had students in 100 metres, 200 metres, long jump, 400 metres, 300 metres, 800 metres. We had a variety of events, which was great for the school and great for 
great to see so many students out and competing in different events. Yeah, definitely. We also had a student taking part in the hurdles and she done very, very well. Yes, very well. Thank and you. of course, like the hurdles would be quite a difficult kind of uh, run to master. Yes. It was very, the whole event was very entertaining, run, ran very, very well. And, you know, thanks to your training, I think, you know, people were able to give it their best. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. We had a great year and all the students that came out during the year to train, you could really see the results yesterday of the training throughout the year so it was absolutely wonderful wonderful to see and it was great for the school and of course so you're also involved a bit with the Gaelic in the school yeah. and so there's a blitz was it last week yeah so we had an under 14 blitz last week and it was in Carrick and Shannon so we played four different matches against four different schools and um, the girls played absolutely exceptional and um, so we won our first match and they done very well in the rest of the matches and the girls had a great day and it was very competitive but the girls were well able for it and we had great results. And sure, of course, we've kind of already mentioned in the podcast that, you know, it, they, a lot of them are just first, second years. Yeah. So they've got a lot of time to kind of improve and develop yeah. and I think they have a good chance next year of doing yeah. really, really well in their games. So yeah, it's a great upcoming team for the school for the next couple of years. So it was great to see and so many girls out from first and second year. Yeah, we look forward to September again when everything's back up because obviously the TYs are finished today. But, you know, next next um, season around and we'll have yeah. more athletic, a- athletics um, tournaments coming up and more blitzes as well to yeah, look forward to. Exactly. It'll be another exciting sporting year ahead. Definitely. Exactly. And kind of first year really post-COVID as yeah, well. So that'll exactly. be great. Exactly. And it's great to see everything up and running again, up and running again and everything going back to normal. That's great. Thank you very no much. Bother. Thank you, girls.